It's another round at the Manly Arms where the topics of the day are discussed over a great international beer. And now, here's your host, Ryan and Greg. Yes, it is another round at the Manly Arms. I'm Ryan. And I'm Greg. And today, we have a special guest with us. His name is Adam. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Adam. Hi Adam, so uh, we've brought you on today for our uh, special episode of uh, DC Universe um, episode. Um, we are going to talk good things, bad, and things all about DC really as we get to that later on. But um, I think first of all um, we need to talk about our beers uh, and open them as well. So we'll, we'll just open our drinks and then we'll talk about them. So... Last time we span the Philippines on the episode, and they were really, really easy to actually obtain, Greg, weren't they? It wasn't so hard that we had to email anybody, or well, I sent an email just in case, and um, <laughs> I think if I send them a link, they're going to sort me out. So, <laughs> uh, shout out to Trade Trade Winds um, Oriental Shop for the extra strong Red Horse beer. Going to be my first set. Tastes like San Miguel. <laughs> I could drink that. Like a stronger San Miguel. So. It is. Me and Greg ordered from the same website, and again, hats off to them. I emailed them about my order. Um, they said that they handed the parcel to Royal Mail this week on Monday. So Monday last week, um, unfortunately, mine has not shown up yet. Uh, it turned up yet, so uh, I have taken a throwback here, Greg, and I've gone for a milk foley. Well, um, speaking of Royal Mail, um, after my compensation claim for my smashed other bottle of Waragi, they wrote me a letter saying that I'm not entitled to it because it didn't um, meet the shipping standards. So. Damn you, Damale. <laughs> so I bet she still put it through the expenses in the Ugandan Commission. <laughs> uh, so it's us against Royal Mail at the minute. Yeah. Royal Mail in Dorset is not the greatest I've found, and I don't understand how it's taken over a week for something that you ordered after me and you've received, and I'm still waiting for mine. Uh, Royal Mail will be getting a phone call tomorrow. Um it's just one bloke in Dorset, I heard. <laughs> yeah. and it's, his, it's his week off, or he's stuck in the Jurassic Coast somewhere. It's one one bloke and his black and one white bloke. cat. <laughs> called Pat. No, it's called Frank. He lives in Lyme Regis. Yeah, for, for copyright purposes, we can actually call him Pat. Patricia. Patricia. Frank, Frank and his cat, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, so we invited uh, Adam on as a guest as well and Adam being Adam decided that what he was going to do was hunt down his own uh, Filipino drink Um, Adam doesn't drink so Adam what have you got well yeah because I'm straight edge because I'm boring Um, I've got something called calamansi juice drink 
The brand is called Gina, and it's like a Filipino lime, apparently. And it's alright, actually. It's You're got, drinking like, this Gina's little... juice? Well, funny you should say that. Don't ever search for Gina's juice on the internet, <laughs> because the second one was Urban Dictionary. You can guess where I'm going here. Gina juice is the juices of a women's ladies area. So yes, oh. that, so and that was before I ordered it, and I went, oh, all right then, I'll have some of that. But I no, got a funny actually... story. Of... <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Greg? <laughs> I got a funny story about googling. Um, so when my youngest Eva was born, um, she was born sort of late late evening. Um, so when I got home, I was buzzing, and um, I watched a problem uh, a program called uh, Great Canal Journeys. Um, I watched about four episodes. It's just about Timothy West going up and down the canals of the country. And um, over my paternity leave, I got addicted to this program. Um, so when I got back into work, I used the work computer to sort of see when the next series of Canal Journeys was out. But fortunately, I left the C out of my Google search. Um, so <laughs> when I got called in to... Um, like the line of duty glass box uh, and given my reg 15 for searching anal journeys <laughs> it, it was a, a awkward conversation at that so we've all done awkward searches on google that never end well um <laughs> no anal journeys never end well <laughs> i remember in school um it was always uh, sir, go on meat spin or Google blue waffle or something like that. And the amount of teachers, the amount of teachers yeah. that actually did it was was unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Never Google blue waffle, especially on a works computer. <laughs> okay, so um, we're going to move on to our first segment of the podcast, uh, which is checking in. So, um, how are we doing then this week, Greg? Uh, we've not really had much time to really catch up. We've been quite busy, so. It's been a year this week, I swear. And I swear it's bank holiday. It makes you earn that bank holiday. So, yeah, just haven't stopped, really. Some of that's sort of my own own doing, taking a lot on, doing the football coaching uh, two nights a week. Um, the dog requires 24-7 attention, I swear, at the minute. Um, got Gone for a couple of lovely little walks. Um, but yeah, has has been a good week, a long and tiring week. Good, yeah. And what about you, Adam? Yeah, not been much working as normal. I mean, today was my first day off over the bank holiday weekend because I worked Saturday, did overtime yesterday. I haven't spent 300 quid on a new bed for the daughter, which we put up earlier on. So, but yeah, apart from that, same old, same old. Have you heard any noise of like the bed breaking yet or anything like that? Because you didn't well, put it together properly. Well, I only put it up about an hour. No, I only put it up about an hour ago. So we're soon to give it time. But, uh, Have you done a yeah. swanton bomb on it yet? Um, I was thinking about it. Well, I was thinking more Jimmy Snooker off the top of the cage in Madison Square Gardens. Can't do that. You might murder someone. Who Can I come around your house and do a swanton bomb on, on your bed, please? We can do a double swanton if you want. You do it from one corner, I'll do it from the other. Okay. Brian can lie in the middle if he wants. I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, how have you been, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, um, well, okay. Um, 
normal average week really just working and and whatnot um yesterday went shopping in pool uh had, had a lovely time there uh found an abandoned dipsy uh just by the toilets which i thought was one of the greatest things ever as you could imagine the child is going mental at their parents for losing their toy um tipsy dipsy it was a very drunk photo of dipsy um i had to work today and unfortunately public transport um, can be a bit of a pain on bank holiday Um, I understand it's bank holiday and I have an app on my phone for the bus that I get to work unfortunately they do not update to bank holiday times so they were still showing the time for a normal bus turning up at a certain time Unfortunately, that bus was halfway to my destination at this time, so I had to cycle to the train station this morning. But <laughs> um, it was um, it was rather fun. Um, saved me money and time. So, in all, it was a win-win. So I'm not worried. Bitter you with do it more often. Uh, more than likely, yeah. But I am bitter towards Royal Mail because they did not deliver my really strong beer bonus you get to have two next week yes and i ordered crisps as well (laughs) filipino crisps filipino crisps yeah i i just there was some random barbecue crisps that just took my eye at 70 pence or something so i thought i'll throw them in as well give them a little bit of business not gina's juice flavored pringles (laughs) (laughs) oh they could catch on they could Selling nuts at the bar. Gina's Gina's juices crisps. I guess um, now we kind of move into like any news, really, Greg. And I don't know, we've got any news this week, so um, we could step, we could really skip over that and, and move on to the next segment of letters to the brewery, which I think we're going to tie in with the episode anyway. So I mean, unless you want to talk about upcoming episodes in any news or anything like that, it's up to you. Have we heard from Thomas Crump? We have currently not heard from Tor- Thomas Crump. Um, our, what I would say is one of our number one listeners, um, he is. Um, I would also like to give a shout out to our other number one listener, and I believe he probably is our biggest fan. His name is Craig Haynes. Um, he's one of my friends. He was very upset that we delayed the editing of one of the episodes um, because he had nothing to listen to on a Friday as he was going to work. So we really apologise, Craig, and we will try and get this episode up as quick as possible for you. Um, thank you very much for being a fan and and supporting us in in the way that you do. We love you, Lionel. I've, as I mentioned, I've been watching a lot of Line of Duty and um, we won't talk about that ending because I could go on forever, but I've picked up some negotiation um, skills and, um, you know, my number one suspect for Thomas Crump I'm looking at right now in this uh, video call. So, Adam, are you Thomas Crump? lies we have another recording from thomas crump that we're going to put into this episode um me and greg have already heard it uh so we're not actually going to play it for us to listen to but we're going to play it in the segment of uh letters to the brewery um it was quite funny wasn't it greg it was um we really want to know who you are um if you want reveal yourself if you want you can come and be a guest on our show as well it was me Austin it was me all along 
So this is an open invite to Thomas Crump. You are invited to a future episode of The Manly Arms. Doors are always open. And so I guess that that kind of goes with any news, or unless, like I said, you want to talk about any up, upcoming episodes that we've got going, Greg. Um. So yeah, I think we're gonna go with the next episode. Will be um, a throwback to two thousand and one, where we'll talk our favorite albums, our favorite films from there, and um, maybe f- favorite football players. Um, it was a bit of a dark patch for Everton then. Um, and then the episode after that, we're looking at a Euro 2020. Um, it's still marketed as Euro 2020, which is crazy. They must not have had the budget to change the zero to a one. So we'll have a bit of a preview to that. Um, and then after that, I was thinking we'll do an episode of our favourite Simpsons episode. Yeah, I think I think that would be, be a really good idea. I think uh, with the Simpsons episode, you kind of sprung that on me earlier as well, and I thought that was a really good idea. We've been throwing um, ideas for episodes around, but I, I, I do think that, that that would be our episode. Um, obviously... I'm just looking at the calendar here because we're recording now. We literally a week after we've done our last episode. I'm not sure when we're going to do the next episode, but we are looking to record again, as I've said before, on the 23rd of May, which is my 30th birthday. Um, no guarantee on what that episode is going to be yet, but me and Greg have got some big plans for that one, um, and a few guests lined up as well, haven't we, Greg? So yes. So that one's going in as well. So we've got um, the 2001 episode, which may may or may not be recorded either next weekend or maybe delayed for the birthday weekend episode uh, then we've got the preview episode of Euro 2020 coming up as well, that's going to be good fun because we are selecting a team to support and drink their beer as well Greg, so not only will we have to drink a beer from a country we will also have to drink a beer from the Euro team that we support yeah um, I don't know what the random bit teams are this year Austria. Austria. Austria would be yeah. quite easy. It's is This is where we hope for things like Germany or something like that because we will just get Denmark. Carlsberg. Really... <laughs> are Denmark even in it? Yeah, they are. We could get them we could get Denmark and get Carlsberg though, but Carlsberg brewed in Northampton. You'll get England though. <laughs> then we'll have to drink Carlin. If you get Scotland, you can drink McEwan's. If you get or, Scotland, just get drunk. Get tenants, because um, I I haven't watched Line of Duty, Greg, but um, I believe one of the um, lead actors in that is Scottish. He's just had a tenants pub pump fitted in his house. Martin Compton, yeah, I watched an inter- <laughs> I watched an interview with him, and everyone's surprised he's Scottish. And he was talking about a time that he went out with some like friends in North London, and they thought he was putting on this Scottish accent. But he was like, no, this is how we talk. I thought it was it was quite good, but I am looking forward to these next few episodes, um, especially the Simpsons ones. Um, as Greg said, talk about our favourite episode. That one could go on for for multiple episodes, if not mo- multiple hours. Unfortunately, Greg, so you may have to set aside a few hours spare on that that one there, um, because we actually have a a letter um, sent to us. Um, it's from from someone they would l- wish to remain anonymous, so I have put them down as a Simpsons reference, which we'll find out later on in the episode. 
I don't know about this letter. No, this is this is a DC question, and they have asked to remain anonymous, so I have put them under a Simpson su- uh, pseudonym. So, what Abu? <laughs> um, we'll move on to the next segment now. So we've done we've done checking in, we've done any news, and now we're going to move into uh, letters to the brewery as we kick off our DC Comics segment. So we are going to be talking about DC and everything that goes around it, be that comics, films, TV shows, games, anything that really tickles your fancy or our fancy and what we like and what we don't like or what we want to see happen. Um, Greg said something earlier which I really, really want to talk about, um, so that's really cool. Um, So actually what I'll do is I'll get that letter for you now, Greg, and that'll be the one that we kick off with. Okay. So, um, this is a letter from Langdon Olga. <laughs> he says, I wish to know whether the hosts think that the continued Twitter cries to restore the Snyderverse and make the Batfleck movie will only serve to undermine and hurt the reception of the Batman when it's released. So I guess he wants to know that Everything that's going on on Twitter right now where people are asking um, for these films to be made, um, separate films of um, from the Justice League cut that's that's just been released, people are asking for the individual films to be released as well, but there is already a Batman film coming out in 2022-2023, I believe, called The Batman, with a new Batman in place, but people want Ben Affleck to have his own solo movie, so I guess he's just saying there do you think it's going to go down a route where they're going to try and do it because they want to derail this film or do you think it's just because actually DC have said in the past that you can have multiple universes multiple multiple characters of of things and whatnot and I'll get into another bit as well so I just want to see your take on it Greg before I go into a bit more detail there um yeah I'm not sure what purpose it would do or what purpose they are going down because Obviously, the DC Extended Universe was meant to kick off the Marvel sort of, you know, range of films, range of standalone films, the big Justice League movies. And you've got so many offshoots. You've got The Joker, which is a fantastic film aside. Um, and you've got, obviously, you've got the Suicide Squad films, but there's no continuity with sort of any of it, really. Um, so... As a standalone film, is it going to be, you know, how is it going to work with a villain, an antagonist? Um, you know, do we have to watch his parents die again? I swear I have mourned Martha and Thomas Wayne for the last 20 years. Gotham, Batman, Batman versus Superman. Have you mourned them as many times as you've, you've seen Peter Parker get bitten by a, by a spider? I thought you were going to say Uncle Ben. I've seen Uncle Ben die so many times. So, um, so we will touch on Turner's view as well on this question as well. So, uh, anything else you really want to want to add there, Greg? As we kind of went off topic a little bit. <laughs> um, it's funny though because when Ben Affleck was announced, everyone hated it, and now. Because it's the Twitterverse, isn't it? When something's taken away from them, they want it. Yeah. But you know, it would be a brilliant film. Um, it'd be interesting to see what way he goes. Um, 
And there's enough sort of different Batmans, different directors out there that surely, if you're a fan of the comics, you can find one you resonate. Um, I'll always grow up with Michael Keaton as Batman just because I remember going to the local video shop and renting that Batman and that sort of iconic scene with the Joker falling in the uh, the acid and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, how would the timing work with them bringing it out and then bringing out the Batman? I suppose you could do it to derail it. I mean, is, is Ben Affleck got the time to do it? I, I don't know. I mean... I want Ben Affleck to do his own Batman movie. I thought Ben Affleck is brilliant. I love Ben Affleck as a actor as he's recently gone down. I think um, more so years ago, he wasn't exactly the best actor, shall we say. Um, but more so as he's moved into his like directing side of things, I think he's been fantastic. You know, there are some really good films early on in his career that he's been in. Like, um, I'm a really big Kevin Smith fan, and I think we should we should do an episode of the podcast about that where we talk about like Kevin Smith movies and things like that, Greg. Um, but um, when he's in those early Kevin Smith films, you kind of enjoy that that actor, and then he kind of went into rom coms and things like that because he became big, and then he did Good Will Hunting, and you kind of saw the serious side again, and that was really good, and then he went into rom coms again, but then he then started doing films like The Town and Argo, and Argo won him an Oscar for uh, Best Director, and sorry, Best Picture it won, um, not Best Director, um, but he almost become a parody of himself at some points, didn't he? Yeah. But, but I what, think. What's your feelings on this, Adam? Well, I actually like Affleck as Batman, like Ryan said. I mean, I remember when he was first announced, everyone was losing their shit over it, wouldn't they? Like you say on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, Ben Affleck's not Batman. Oh, give me, you know, give me someone else. But I wasn't. I was like, well, no, actually, fair. Let's give the guy a chance. Let's sit, wait until it's up there in screen, and then make your decision. Too many people, I think, films, you know, the wrestling, anything that we're all into, it's exactly the same, isn't it? People aren't willing to give someone on the outside a chance sometimes. But no, I think Affleck's good, and yes, they could have a separate long film. And as far as I'm understanding, the R. Pat's Batman movie just completely standalone again anyway like the Joker anyway isn't it it's not set in any particular timeline or anything like that so but yeah you know, at the end of the day if it earns money then why not yeah and um, as you say like you wanted to give Affleck a chance and I think people were just so bitter over the fact that all these people got so invested in the Christopher Nolan trilogy they didn't know they didn't know what to do next because the end happened of that trilogy and you let you were left wanting more despite the fact you've seen what had happened and everything like that and everyone was left wanting more and more and more and i think that's where people then were really upset that then they recast batman as an older actor and they were going to take a storyline from an older older batman as well and things like that and there's so much more that they could have done with it i mean i believe that they were looking to do the batman film and it was something to do with um Jeff Johns, who was still with DC at the time, was going to write with Ben Affleck or was going to do a treatment of the film and Ben Affleck was going to direct the film as well mm. um, however, I think if they are going to do it now I think maybe they need to allow Ben Affleck to concentrate on the role itself, bring in a few good writers and whatnot, um, and maybe, again big, 
big dream here, and it probably will not happen. But put in, put in Kevin Smith as director. I mean, he's a big, he's a big, big Ben Affleck fan. He's a really big, really like best friends with Ben Affleck, and loves him as an actor. Loved Batfleck, and also loves Batman. Has written for Batman as well as comics. Uh, kind of knows the character and has done done episodes of The Flash as well as director. So. There's just such an opening for Kevin Smith to get into superhero movies if they allow that to happen, and I think now with things like HBO Max and and things like that, which me and Greg have touched on previously in the last episode, is that you've now got that audience where you can say here's the here's the theatrical cut and here's the director's cut, and you can choose between the other. You know, go to the cinema and pay twelve pounds or something to go and watch the film in the cinema when it comes out, but then six months later you get the choice of watching that film again or watching a four hour version of that film. And I, I think, think as well, um, I think with the Go oh, on, right. sorry. No, I was gonna say uh, I think with the Affleck route as well, what they were trying to do is they were trying to do the Dark Knight, weren't they? Where obviously Batman's a lot ho- a lot older and they were trying to bring that. Oh uh, the yeah the Dark Knight returns. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you think the these and this is what you were quite passionate about, Adam, is the sort of the state of the extended universe. Do you think like you're gonna one that the comparisons to the Marvel universe are unfair, two that it will ever sort of get off the ground, or three, do you think you're just gonna get these sort of recycled different tellings of different characters? So like Marvel have sort of got them set in stone and they're gonna sort of you know they've done the phases and you know they've got the evolution of how the avengers turn into these people um spoiler alert when you know the falcons now captain america that sort of thing so they're building (laughs) they're building this huge story and they're bringing more characters in and you're seeing them evolve um whereas sort of dc just seems a bit like every 10 years we'll recycle the story and you know what do you prefer do you prefer to see it evolve do you prefer to see them turn into the because where do they go when they have the justice league established do you just then watch these justice league films um and then or do you want to see sort of these different tellings of these you know these different comic um style batmans these different um, visions of these Batmans, these different visions of these characters. You know, do we ever want to see Ryan um, Reynolds in a green suit again? That's Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, he's Deadpool now, isn't he? So, <laughs> yeah, I think. But no, I mean, touching. I mean, touching on your first point. I think the reason why the Marvel Universe is what it is is for, because of one man overseeing it. So Kevin Feige, or whatever you pronounce his surname. He's overseeing every single movie along the way, so he links in, you know, like some of the movies, you know, like the stingers at the end. The directors of those movies have come in at, to make those stingers specifically, so they know and they talk. All the directors talk to each other as well. So I think the DC universe perhaps could deal do, and I know they were trying to with Jeff Johns being there, and I think that was also like with Snyder as well. Originally, I think that was the plan to perhaps have him see it along the way but then obviously he got ill we didn't come in and did his bit with and that's probably where it all now is well that's why it's in the state it is because we didn't did his version which was okay you know but the thing is there isn't a single dc movie that's come out 
I've actually walked out the cinema going, going, I really like that. I thought it was brilliant. I think yeah, good, but not brilliant. I think I really had that effect on on Joker when I come out of the cinema. I thought it was really, really good, and I thought that was a really different take to take in the DC universe kind of film. Despite the fact it's not, set, you know, it's just a standalone film and whatever. And I kind of really like what I want them to do now is this whole we can have multiple Batmans, we can have multiple multiple Supermans, we can have this, we can have that because you have to remember now there is at least two super superman or supermen on tv and film um because of super supergirl and things like that and arrow and and everything like that all of that has kind of made its own thing and flash but flash is getting a movie which is going to be another flash and you know you know they can do it as how they want and i think DC have done this multiverse thing and they really want to do the multiverse thing and that's why Marvel are taking this this direction with with uh, the multiverse is to get the multiverse thing up and running because they want to do it before DC succeed and actually get their stride going. Um one thing I would say about like the DC films, like I I resonate with the characters and I resonate with the superheroes. Um but, but and when you mentioned the Joker and how much I enjoyed the Joker and sort of the Joker was sort of as you know DC's most powerful villain um, but you know he had no superpowers he had no CGI he was just a man with mental health issues uh, and that really resonated with me and then I go to these watch these DC films and it, it just feels like you lose them part of the way when they bring these CGI Cluster, like cluster fucks, and that's what I mean. Like with the Marvel films, you can get behind your Baron Zemo's. You can even get behind Ultron because you, you know, you can almost not sit like Thanos. You know, you can see where he's coming from. Like he wants balance, and he's got a motive, and you can at some points resonate with that. Um, but it's hard. You know, I, I don't, wouldn't say it's hard, but sort of. I don't think they put enough time into, you know, these people that are going against these superheroes. So, you know, you're Steppenwolves and stuff like that. And I think that's where Batman probably sticks out as the most superior DC film that I'll enjoy because you have your sort of your human characters like the Joker, the Riddler, Penguin, and then sort of you branch out and then you get, you know, into these other ones that have... Eight extraterrestrial ones, and I really sort of it loses my fo- interest there. Yeah, the thing is, is well, it's like with DC. If you think about it, DC have the two most iconic superheroes of all time in Batman and Superman. That's my opinion. I mean, I'm a Marvel person, as you know, right? You know, DC, I will watch it for what they are, but I wouldn't say I'm a big DC fan. I've always been about Marvel, but I think. Yeah, you know, you've got those two iconic uh, characters, and you still seem to be—they still seem to mess them up. Whether that's a Warner Brothers issue, whether that's they just can't get to grips with it or whatnot. But they're bringing people in from the comics, so I just don't know why they can't get it right. Yeah, and there's so many things that are going going back on. Sorry, uh, I have to keep standing up because my uh, my shoulder's hurting, um, so that's why you keep seeing me stand up. But um, I was just about to talk. Ta- uh, cycling today. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's got cycling shorts on. Just talking about 
going into the comic side of things, I guess, is that um, is it a DC issue or something like that? I believe it is a DC issue, and I think that it's it's hilarious that we see the struggle that's going on, but then also enjoy the enjoy the good. I, I say hilarious. I mean, it is frustrating to the readers as well at the same time, but also to see it looking in and looking out. I guess is because they introduced the thing a few years ago, and then Marvel followed suit with it as well. Um, so DC did a thing called uh, the New Fifty Two, which was. Um, about a decade ago they restarted all of their comics from issue one and did a brand new timeline and disregarded anything that had happened and made their own thing uh, they've now redone this with the infinite frontier and basically undone the changes of the new 52 so I mean you want to talk about staying fresh and everything like that that's fine they are staying fresh but they're also then in panic because they seem to be having to compete with Marvel all the time and I, I think that that's where they end up suffering and you see a lot more suffering in all their media for example I think the best thing that DC have going for them is their TV universes and I think that that's fantastic they've got the Arrowverse going on they did Gotham which went to Fox um, Titans which was on uh, the DC Universe streaming service but now being moved to HBO Max they try to do other TV shows inside of that as well um, there are a few other TV shows I believe that are linked to that as well but I think you know that's really strong as well that TV I think is the medium that comics were really made for because you have longer to explore them and I think it's a shame that for a few years now we won't get a Batman TV show because Batman seems to be the only person that will regardless just constantly get films made made for him because he's a big money spinner um, but you look at Batman having that TV show in the 60s which that then, was just I love that <laughs> yeah. shark know? repellent cheesy oh, on the film it was great though. It was some of the enemy. Oh, I remember King Tut. Some of the villains that they had. But they were straight from the comic books as well, though. They weren't made up, were they? No. They they took them from the comics, you know. Pow! Boom! Kabow! And I, I think as well, I'm going to touch back on Titans a little bit here, where I'm just going to kind of, which I, I want to go in with the next bit here, Greg. So um, we've heard this one as well, which we're going to put in, and then we're just going to discuss it because there's no point in us playing it because it's a really really short clip so we can just discuss it but we are going to play it for the listeners so we should we should say that um but we'll just touch on titans again there where titans have actually really explored the character of dick grayson which kind of gets knocked a little bit because of his alter ego which i'd really like to touch on with another person that played that alter ego but now we're going to play this clip here and i believe this was sent to me by greg um, yeah. So, and you can tell us a little bit more about the clip, and then we'll play it, Greg. Okay. So, um, this is from my nephew. He's a massive DC film, uh, DC fan, um, and he sort of really, really likes the storylines involving the Red Hood. Um, so, yeah, he'll explain a little bit more on that clip, and then we can have a conversation about that. Okay. So, we'll play the clip now. I think my favourite thing about DC is Jason Todd and the end of the Red Hood storyline. Okay, so um, I think we really need to touch on the Red Hood and 
and Jason Todd. So um, I'm going to jump straight in. And I did actually reply to the comment that I seen on the Instagram, which I said I actually really, really do enjoy uh, the Red Hood and Jason Todd as a whole. Um, was very well received when he was uh, first in the DC Universe, when he was written back in the 80s. However, um, fell from grace and became slightly unpopular to a point of where they did a phone-in, Greg. Rather than what we would do now is we'd say, go to this website and vote, or go on the app and vote. They asked fans to ring a phone line and vote whether Jason Todd died or lived at the hands of the Joker and was killed off. Um, (laughs) Jason then appeared as Red Hood. So... So... What separates... Because Jason has... So who was Nightwing? Was that... Nightwing was Dick Grayson, who was Robin, and the reason he was Nightwing was because he wanted to make a name for himself. He wanted to be his own superhero because he believed that he stood in Batman's shadow as Robin. Uh, So he became Nightwing to become his own person. Uh, Jason Todd did take the uh, the moniker, sorry, the moniker, the moniker of Robin as well. Um, He was he was the next Robin after that. was, he may have been after that, he may have been even more, because there's been quite a few Robins anyway but he was a Robin as well um, which I think was really, really cool um, he, yeah, sorry, he was the second character to assume the role of uh, Robin, and he replaced Dick Grayson um, then he became the Red Hood um, when he was revived uh, back in about 2005 and he's been there really ever since and I think it's really really cool and I think the things that they are doing with the Red Hood and things like that and are, are really 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 cool and um, Jason Todd sure. did I- sorry sorry, Greg <laughs> I think I've seen because about 10 years ago I bought the animated because I, I used to love the animated series of Batman they were quite yeah. good Um and I think I bought the Under the Red Hood sort of standalone um, animated one, which sort of explored explored the Red Hood as well. Because um, if I remember from the animated film, he's sort of beaten up quite badly, wasn't he? And that's why he wore the red Red Hood. Yeah. So the Red the Red Hood was a moniker and has been played by sorry um, other other criminal things but he plays an anti-hero so to speak as well um the the joker has has been red hood as well so just to not gloss over the fact you know that it's it's a moniker of an anti-hero and i think that's really cool now what they're exploring in in the tv series titans where jason todd is actually in that um and that basically that takes place where Dick Grayson is already Nightwing. He's no longer Robin, or was Robin, and now is Nightwing, sort of thing. And he he wants to get rid of his Robin persona because he wants to be Nightwing. And they have Jason Todd as Robin um, appear quite early on. And he, I believe, I don't want to spoil anything, but I believe he's then going to go into this kind of red hood thing which they are going to do as well I need to, so. I need to check this out I believe it's on Netflix in this country Greg, it is so. now yeah yeah 
Um, is it two seasons down there? Two seasons down and a third on the way. I believe it's now swapping over to HBO Max rather than DC Universe, which was the short-lived DC uh, streaming service, which only got released in the US and suddenly got swallowed up by its own parent company, which was already in the plans to be launched anyway, so I'm really unsure as to why they couldn't just wait a little bit longer to produce these shows, but then I guess we would have wasted valuable time on waiting and the coronavirus pandemic and whatnot would have really spoiled a lot of these shows getting at an airing, I guess. Um, but yeah, really, really good. I really like the fact that he's really passionate, that he likes that, that storyline. I think that's really, really cool. Um, and I th- It's an evolution of a character, isn't, yes. isn't it? Gives it layers. Yeah, and I, I think that that's, that's what really stands out there is that he's obviously gone to that character because he's evolved or he's become something that is better or what he sees as better not always as someone would see as a hero I guess um, but yeah um, any other letters or anything Greg that we want to touch on I mean um, you said your daughter's recorded something which I think we're going to put in towards the end of the episode I believe again that's Teen Titans Go, not to be confused with Titans. <laughs> yeah, Steph um, mentioned that we should bring up Teen Titans Go as well. Um, Steph's kids, sorry, your daughter is really mad on uh, Teen Titans Go and really does love it. I've sat there and watched I a couple of episodes. I think it's fantastic because you've got the characters in, and I think she'll explain it for anyone who's listening who's got kids and wants to introduce them to the uh, DC universe. But hopefully, sort of getting these cartoons out sort of aimed at the younger ones with your Robin with your cy- uh, Cyborg uh, with Beast Boy who she forgot um, hopefully the natural progression is as they grow up with it they will then move on to sort of the Titans that are aimed at your teenagers um, and then you sort of your TV series is um, like your Arrow and stuff like that and then naturally move into the films I mean I grew up sort of hung over on a Sunday with sort of Smallville every week yeah, and Smallville was great. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna actually bring up Smallville for one reason, and uh, not just Tom Welling. Which um, we watched Draft Day the other day. We always watch Draft Day on Draft Day, and Tom Welling is in Draft Day, and and I remembered remembered that bit, and I remembered thinking, oh, Smallville, oh yeah, that was so good. But not just that; it was the fact that um, Jonathan Kent was pay, played by John Snyder, and. Um, he was in the Dukes of Hazard, and I seen that was on a, a channel the other day, and I just randomly had to put it on just to see if it really aged as bad as it had, and it really has kind of you know it was it was really stuck in the eighties, wasn't it? But that's a crazy little show that maybe we could touch up. Not just that, but I mean shows from the past. Greg <laughs> would be another one to go to as well. So I believe Smallville started in two thousand and one. Greg, I don't know. No, it must be later than that. Should we have I a used to love the theme song. Don't ask me to sing it. Well, the somebody save me. October sixteenth, two thousand and one, Greg. We'll talk about that in the next episode. <laughs> I think maybe well... we won't. We won't talk about the actress that played uh, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> She's yes, a bit, poss- a bit mental. possibly not. Um, have we got any other uh, letters to the brewery, Greg, as we continue on through our DC breakdown? Um, no, not 
regarding DC. I think there was a couple regarding the draft. If you bear with me a second, I'll get them up. That's alright, because I've got um, one more which I'm going to get ready, so... I mean, whilst we've got the opportunity there, would you say it was a successful draft for the 49ers, Adam? Yeah, I'm happy with it. Um, Trey Lance is definitely one for the future. It's Alright, I know it's got to be done anyway. But I think Jimmy coming out and sort of endorsing the pick as well was pretty good. But then I think that's just a tie-over. But it'd be interesting. And we've... We've got the preacher man and runner back, our 958th running back on the roster. So, you know, just what we really needed. But no, it was alright. It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest of drafts, so I think once you got past the elite players, it all started to get a bit meh, really. I know Ryan's happy. I'm, I'm happy. happy. Mac yeah. Jones. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't pick Jones, to be honest. Just because I don't he, think he would have fit. I don't think he would have fit with the Niners. I'm He's a thrower of the ball, isn't he, Mac Jones? I think overall it was a good draft for most people, considering what was on the table. Um, I don't think many people had a bad draft. Have you got anything lined up there, Greg? Because I've got this one lined up, which is a DC-related one. We've just got some feedback from the last couple of episodes. I know I'll throw them in a bit out of whack. Um, so we've got one in related to our WrestleMania recap that their memories of watching wrestling was with their granddads. They'd be walking around the lounge doing the bushwhackers walk. I still do that. Not with anyone in particular. Just sort of is how I like to go out to the kitchen and get a cup of tea. Um, so yeah, they, they're just saying that they sort of, you know, get, got their love for wrestling through their children now. Um, which on that WrestleMania recap episode is sort of how I'm doing it and just touching back on the draft as well is I think you'll know when I say what team they're on about is um, they're excited to see how the uh, Bucks pick up expect, particularly how the GOAT Tom Brady teaches and guides Kyle Trask um, other than the Bucks I think they'll be close, keeping a close eye on Jake Funk who got drafted to the Rams yeah, um, so we had the, I, I know exactly who that is, and we had the draft on at that point, and they were doing a uh, thing called Beat the uh, beat the, the Bus or something like that. And it was basically beat, beat the people in the, in, uh, in the office where they, uh, beat the back room basically, where they had the people there on the computers with all the teams and all the players and, and whatnot. And it was basically uh, experts picking people from the draft to see if they had a a package, a video package of them and uh, Funk was someone that came up and yeah one to, one to watch I think I think he he may progress and do something um, maybe not right away but definitely someone that, that could make an impact in the future and with a name like Funk um, I'd just like to before we go back onto DC Universe I'd just like to give a shout out to um a Marvel podcast that I sort of follow and listen, um, yeah. and it's called On Your Left. Um, it's as a Marvel uh, podcast. I think you find them on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, on Your Left um, MCU podcast. Um, if sort of you're looking for reviews of the latest sort of episodes on uh, Disney, um, sort of your Falcon and Winter Soldier and your One Divisions, then I'd highly recommend listening to them. Um, yeah, so. Let's move on to your letter from the... D 
so we'll play this one now and then we'll listen to it and then we'll just we'll just basically go with it so we'll, we'll listen to it the only person from dc worth mentioning is beast boy he is best Okay, Steph, yeah, thank you uh, for Beast Boy. Uh, obviously, you are a fan because he is a character in Teen Titans, I believe. and uh, Sorry, Teen Titans Go. Um, and he he is quite funny, I, I have, from what I've seen. Um, not so much like that. A little bit in the comics, I think he's, he's slightly different. Um, probably still still a little bit similar not really someone I, I know too much about but there we go what what about you Greg because you watch Teen Titans Go so I I don't watch Teen Titans Go like that it's the soundtrack of my morning it's the music in the background when I'm asking my kids to get ready to school though I did watch an episode of Teen Titans Go where they I don't know how they've done it but it was a sort of a, a collaboration with Thundercats and that brought back all the feels. Um, you know, Thundercats was an awesome program. Um, but you know, I, I, obviously, I know uh, Robin and I know Cyborg, so it's good that there's something introducing the younger people to those characters, not your obvious, you know, your Batman's and your Superman's. Yeah, and I think. Um that's that's just the thing isn't it with DC is that there's lots of different things that we can touch on and plenty plenty more that we could touch on um, with DC it can be it can be something that you can just gloss over a lot of these smaller characters and a lot of bigger characters they they get a mention more often than not don't they it's, that's the, the sad thing of it I think DC's problem they've got with the smaller characters, though, is because Marvel have done it so well, haven't they? So they've introduced all of these B characters, almost C characters, and made them A characters. People know them. Whereas if you ask a general person, name me five people from the DC universe, they'll get Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then they'll, get, they'll then be stuck for the other two whereas you could just name five Marvel characters and they just go bang 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 yeah I, I think that's a problem they've got as well I think we've been quite sort of negative towards the DC universe tonight but Wonder Woman's been brilliant like I've enjoyed both films I've not watched the second pa- pa- one yet have you not no fantastic yeah I think Wonder Woman the first one was the last DC movie I actually watched I haven't watched Aquaman yet and I haven't watched um the Snyder Cut, I just haven't got four hours spare at the moment. <laughs> They're going to do a Aquaman, the Johnny Depp cut, where it's just <laughs> Amber Heard's been removed from the film. What, they put Johnny in the, in her place? Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> shitting on his bed. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Just, I yeah, mean, yeah, like just, you they should have I mean, done yeah. that and the court case the winner gets put in Aquaman <laughs> Jason Momoa looking lovingly across the sea at Johnny Depp who then just morphs into Captain Jack yeah you can imagine that I'm, I'm a film I mean, yeah, writer like you say about DC yeah been a bit down on it but I've got some positive memories going back when I was a kid really you know I'm a bit 1920 well, a bit, 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 bit before that actually, 1910 to be more precise. But um, 
but no, I mean, as a kid, I grew up with the original, well, what I classed as the original Superman. All right, I know you had George Reeves in the 50s and all that, but if you talk about Superman, Superman to me always has been and always will be Christopher Reeve. And I remember that, um, I remember, yeah, as a kid, Superman 2, when Zod and that attacked Superman. Um, in the cinema watching it, it's one of those times where you get the feel good factor where the bus went on Superman, you think Superman's dead, Superman pops out, and everyone in the cinema were all cheering. And it was because back then it was, it, it was magical because you didn't really care about, oh, there's a man flying with strings, you knew that, but it looked real. Whereas, like you say now, the DC universe now is very CGI based, and I think the problem with especially the earlier ones, I, I thought the ending of all of them were the same, which was in pitch black, put a bit of bit of dark colours in there, and it was just like... Mm. Yeah, but, the problem yeah. is... So, I know the Justice League enemy was Steppenwolf, wasn't it? And then the big bad's Dark Side. Um, but then they had one in Batman vs Superman, um, Suicide Squad, and I couldn't name them. I no. couldn't name them either. I know. They all look the same. Yeah. Robots with fire squad. coming out their eyes. <laughs> Robots with fire. That sounds like a oh. really bad movie. Again, oh, film right squad. here. <laughs> I actually enjoyed Suicide Squad. In, it until they introduced the, the villain. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, don't introduce the villain. You know who is looking forward to the Suicide Squad sequel, Greg? Don't you? Oh, John Cena is that looks brilliant. Thomas Crump. Oh yeah, he's looking forward. Are you Adam? <laughs> he's looking forward to the sequel. Why of... do you think I'm this Crump fella? I really want to know who Thomas Crump is. Like, when you when you ask him, episode eight, <laughs> finding Thomas Crump. I'm gonna do it. Thomas Crump, I'm gonna get you. You're gonna go out in a you're gonna go out in a deer stalker in a magnifying glass, <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan can be your Watson. I I was tempted to. Um, do an episode, Greg, where we were just going to call it Thomas Crump, and I was going to put like a little question mark on Forrest Gump's face and just have a man sitting on a bench, and I was going to get the little little text of Thomas Crump made up and just again, Thomas, if you are an actual real person, I apologise, but yeah, we're not calling you Forrest Gump. I'm just that was <laughs> just... That, that was the vision I had in my head for for make a po- to make a poster. That was all. So I think it's just someone with a. A voice changer. Do you know he was was your number one fan before tonight? Craig Haynes is the number one fan of the podcast. Thank you very much. Good old good old line. Uh, yes, yeah, Steph has just whispered not whispered in my ear. I'm not. And she said to me, she said to me earlier, yeah, I'm not because I didn't listen to the last episode because it annoyed me because we overran and I took over the room so I've had to come into a different room this time and <laughs> she's now hands on her hips Ryan I can't is... believe you just said this on air <laughs> Ryan recorded live from the bathroom here yeah <laughs> what one to- one torpedo two torpedo three torpedo boom slash hit <laughs> B12 <laughs> that was... so yeah, um, I guess, is there anything else we really want to talk about? I mean, um, I want to see a Batfleck film. I want to see The Batman. I want to see 
what a weedy little vampire boy has turned into to become the next Bruce Wayne, really. I, I, you kind of gloss over the fact that a lot of these actors and things like that, we never expect people to be Batman, and I think that's why it's such a great casting for the Batman film, for uh, Robert Pattinson to become him, because... What you looked at me funny then, as if I said. But that's why Michael Keaton was so good, wasn't it? Because no one expected him to be Batman. No one expected him to be that Bruce Wayne. In actual fact, he actually was a better Bruce Wayne than a Batman because of the the way he acted, the way he looked, and he gave Bruce Wayne that bit of very almost darkness, and you. Could Oh, sorry, Adam. What were you saying there before we rudely got cut off by this uh, lovely wind? Uh, about I don't know, because I'm old. I forgot. You were talking about so wind Keaton. delay. What was I talking about? <laughs> Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, Michael Keaton. Um, I enjoyed his portrayal, especially of Bruce Wayne, more than Batman. Because he No relation a... to Ronan Keaton. <laughs> How do you know? But no, I just enjoyed it. He just gave that kind of darkness to Bruce Wayne that we hadn't seen before. You know, um, but then everyone that followed afterwards, you know, the less we say about Val Kilmer and George, George Clooney's Clooney, nipples, the better. Although That's what I we did like the episode. Uh, I did like uh, Chris O'Donnell's Robin. I have to admit, I thought he was alright as Robin. George Clooney's nipples. Why is that not really the aim of the episode? I liked Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl. I bet you did. Batgirl or Batgirl? Batgirl. Yeah. She was a bit clueless in the role. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it. We've, um, just if you can hear uh, someone else that's joined us as well. Steph has uh, randomly joined us in the room. So if you can hear any kind of input or laughing or whatever during this episode now. Steph has joined us. Steph is from episode two, guys, if you cannot remember that far back. Um, she didn't drink... No, you drank the raw wagon. We got very drunk on it. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was very... <laughs> she's just woke up. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, yeah, we just found her. <laughs> so that's why she didn't... What are you doing in my house? Yeah, that's why she didn't listen to the last episode. She wasn't she was being spiteful. She was just too busy trying to uh... wake up. Yeah, that's I was ill for lethal. days after the waggy. I want more. <laughs> oh, Damale, <laughs> please send mine. us some more waggy. Not fire royal mail. <laughs> yeah, DPD, please. Hermes, your parcel is still at the commission. Don't, it would end up at like his house or something. I'm pointing at Adam here, but it would, it would end up at our house. Uh, so, um, so we were going to wrap this up now, really, didn't we? So, um, yeah, I think, um, I think we want to end it really with what is your favourite DC moment, DC memory, DC character, DC film, anything to do with DC. Not all of those in one. Just pick a couple and then just go for it. So we'll start with Greg. Arkham Asylum games. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill's Joker is probably second to Heath Ledger's Joker. He's fantastic. Have you ever played them? 
Yes, yeah, and Mark Hamill is fantastic as the Joker. I think he was in the um, in the Batman cartoons, which was actually going to be one of my choices anyway. So, and he played the Joker in that. So, and Kevin Ken was it Kevin Conroy the Batman? Yes, Kevin he was Conroy. really good Batman as well. So yeah, I think that's my favorite. Anything to do with DC or the Injustice games? Yeah, um, I think uh, uh, like one thing I'd like to see as they're both under the Warner Brother banner. Is sort of opening up the DC universe and sort of maybe some sort of merger with like the Never Realm and sort of the Mortal Kombat. I think you could do a Justice League versus Mortal Kombat film. Yeah, and I wanted to talk in that in a little bit more detail, so we'll just go into that now. Really, is that you kind of sprung out on on us earlier, and I thought that was so so cool. Like um, Warner just recently releasing a new Mortal Kombat film. I've not yet seen that. Uh, I believe Good. you have, yeah, but. Warner Brothers have an awful lot of back catalogue and an awful lot of stuff that's in their license currently that they can they can do with with DC. It be that merging it or even disbanding DC and it becoming just Warner Brothers and these Batman you know whatnot becoming something and DC just staying as the comic side of things and and whatnot and you know who who knows what what else we could see um, happening I guess uh, a lot of things I don't know if you've seen it recently or whatever but I'm seeing it an awful lot as well and it, it's, it's getting on my nerves a little bit really where um, each week on AEW Dynamite they seem to be uh, reviewing a new different Warner Brothers film that's out on HBO Max so <laughs> oh, for one moment there I thought you were going to get annoyed the fact that they were actually wasting Sting worse than WWE did Sorry, Adam, I'm just going to uh, interrupt you there because that seems to what happened every time Sings talks on AEW. So. <laughs> What's AEW? All Elite. You know, so, Kenny, Kenny yeah, Omega's All Elite Wrestling. So as you, as you uh, pointed out there on the last episode, Greg, the uh, number one draft pick in the NFL draft is going to be a guest star on one of the next episodes of Dynamite. Has it already been announced? Is it? Has that been announced? Is it? I think so. Yeah. They've had Jackson Deville, and it it, it it's just. Yeah, but what do you I think do they bring you... out all the rookies, or just Trev? Just Trev. Yeah. They bring out um, is it Zach Wilson, number two. <laughs> like they'll book Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence in a, I don't know, like exploding fireworks sparkler match. No, I, I did say that Trev will be dropped as soon as they realise, as soon as Tony realises he can't wrestle. He, he'll turn around to his dad and say, get rid of him, can't play him, he can't wrestle, dad. <laughs> did you, did you br- see Did you see that the fourth round pick uh, for Jacksonville was done at Wembley Stadium? No. Yeah. They tried to buy Wembley Stadium. I right? reckon they could be successful and blaming COVID and everything like that, they could possibly end up buying it in the next couple of years. I just didn't the I think we're like yeah and said I think no, we're a year no the FA stepped in and said no the government want the money so mm. um you've got to remember this is this is the same as when um when the olympic stadium went up for sale um all those oh sorry it didn't go up for sale just went up and tender the government wanted to get rid of it and the NFL offered to buy it 
and the NFL as a 32 team cl- uh, like combination decided yes yeah, so we're going to buy that stadium and we're going to play our games there and it's going to be hosted for for multiple sports and this and the other and we'll happily agree to do do what they gave it to West Ham for free right <laughs> you know, it's just like, when you've got it on a plate that all this money's going to come into that stadium and then you give it to West Ham for free i mean who's getting the better deal someone was blowing bubbles <laughs> <laughs> now Michael's already dead. Oh. oh, we need we we need an explicit content warning for this episode. We we have an explicit content warning on Spotify and on Apple uh, on the Apple Podcasts as well. But I think maybe we do need to uh, speak to Sean and see if he will say uh, listener discretion advice <laughs> or something at the beginning of our episodes. <laughs> Could be worse. This could be a review of NWA's greatest hits. What National Wrestling Alliance? No. What Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, smiling politely. No. <laughs> um, what's your favourite DC moments, Adam? As we've been sidetracked. Uh, probably modern one. I, I think anything. It's more. I mean, I'm not a big car person, but I love all the Batmobiles. I just think each Batmobile, each time they just get better. But I do love the original from the sixties. That original Batmobile was awesome. It had torpedoes and everything, <laughs> <laughs> and shark repellent, plenty of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to judge it. It's you know going back to what Greg said earlier as well about the comparison between Marvel and DC. I think it is a little bit unfair. Um, but yeah the, the problem is I don't have one standout moment per se but I think probably more the, the earlier stuff so the first two Superman movies with Christopher Reeve then the first two Batman movies with Michael Keaton really and I don't think DC have ever topped that out, apart from the Joker but then I don't really see the Joker as a DC movie I see it as a you know analogy of what's going on today you know with me you Greg anyone else out there you yeah. know it's just a you know it resounds with everyone in one shape or shape or another I reckon but yeah I did like the Joker I, as well I f- think I mentioned this when we done a wrestling podcast the other week and I, I think you mentioned sort of you know when we were talking about the Ben Affleck situation on Twitter um, and what I've taken away from this podcast today with it is again it's what you take out of it surely in the DC universe there's enough for anyone to attack, like, fair enough, you don't like the direction it's going in or the way that, you know, the Snyder cut happened and stuff like that, but there's enough in there. Like, I could happily watch 1960s Batman all day, but then someone would, someone would take something out of watching five hours of the Snyder cut or six hours of the Turner's a cunt. Oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's your favourite moment, Ryan? Uh, so, I would say I really enjoyed the Christopher Nolan trilogy, and I think that that was that was quite a step forward. And I thought that was really really cool and kind of moved Batman to where it needed to be at the time. But actually, I really enjoy the animated uh, TV show of Batman, and also the the like not just 
just Batman movies, but all the DC little films that they do all the time, and I think I think the little films that come out of the that un, that part of the universe are really really cool, and I like to sit down sometimes and, and watch Batman versus Scooby Doo. No, not Batman versus Scooby Doo. No, like uh, the Dark Knight uh, Returns and and things that are, you know where they've done that the Killing Joke they did in animated, which wasn't as amazing as what everyone expected it to be, but they had Mark Hamill in it, so. Mark Hamill's fucking awesome as the Joker, so you've just got to kind of like go and watch those things, and and all these other like ones where they've done uh, so many to list, like Justice League ones, uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all these ones that kind of get played and glossed over. Like all these animated ones are so so good, and I think that they kind of deserve it as well. And to give DC their credit, I think the animated side of it is where they actually outdo Marvel. Yeah. They definitely do outshine I'd Marvel agree. on the anima- on the animated side of things. You know, I've not watched much of the DC animated, but I know about them. I know all that. But yeah, I think, and perhaps that's an area they should look at more of the animated side of things. You know, so. But. Yeah, hmm. and yeah, I guess that's really where we kind of end our discussion of the DC universe and, and hopefully maybe something that we go back onto again only briefly I guess unless something major happens like we get invited to the premiere of the Batman or something like that which um, I'm throwing it out there Greg um, it, it could happen I mean I'm sure that everyone's going to demand a Snyder cut of this episode yeah, and well, there, there will be, and it will have all the takes and all the little delays where the wind or the rain or whatever decided to knock it out, and and it won't have the obviously the little bits in between because it didn't record any of that, but it will have like the little edits where I, I went went to the toilet in the episode and had to pause the episode. <laughs> so, like, everyone's just looked at me and said, "So why did you mention you went to the toilet?" Like. Uh, things well, happen, doesn't it? She so. come into the room naked. Yeah, and then Steph came into the room naked because she got out of the bath. I had a towel on. <laughs> just, I had say. a towel on. <laughs> and just every, everything that's that was happened. a quick thirty-second delay. Yeah, and Greg got locked in the basement. <laughs> oh, sorry, basement. Greg got locked in the attic for the night, and things. He just looked at me and said, "At the basement? No, no, we don't have a basement." <laughs> are you are you adding the CGI in, or are we going to leave it without and, CGI? We might even have a Thomas Crump we can stick in as well because he might just randomly appear and we can be like, yay, Thomas Crump. Right, <laughs> well, okay. Maybe we'll give him his own episode, his own spin off. <laughs> Is it that time? I think it's that time, Greg, where we've now got to spin the wheel for the next country. <laughs> I mean, Ryan turns the camera off. Where he puts it on like France somewhere easier. No, Steph's Steph's watching. Yeah, I'm like going to actually push that. Oh, buttons. Steph's going to push it. So here we go. Oh, right, she's pushing it. Whatever it is. Ready? North Out of Mongolia. Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what? Not South, Guatemala. South Sudan. Oh. All to see his face. <laughs> I'm gonna have a quick Google. Yeah, South, South Sudan. Sudan. Yeah, is it a country? I don't. Know. I just got a list off the internet. I mean, it could. It is a country. <laughs> Sudan is a country. You're right. Yeah. It's just just down from North Sudan, Ryan. <laughs> oh no, it's a landlocked country. 
Does that count? Oh. White bull. Oh no. East Central Africa. Why is it so easy that all these Asian like beers have got have gone onto this really amazing website that me and Greg found? And why is there not like an African hub that we can go to and find that? Probably because Africa's not well renowned for its drinking. <laughs> However, no, you say this, but I work with a uh, a Nigerian who um, really bigs up Nigerian Guinness and says it's a lot better than the Irish Guinness. Uh, it's stronger than normal Guinness as well. So when we get to Nigeria, Greg, um, we will buy bottles of Nigerian Guinness. I have just looked it up and there is actually a website called ratebeer.com and it has best beers of South Sudan there is two <laughs> in this list um, but White Bull White Bull Greg has got a rating of 1.97 probably out of 10 it's worse than Castle Lager <laughs> they need to up their game oh we haven't rated the red red horse I will give it a six because it, it just tastes like San Miguel. I will uh, rate it on a later date, but I will also rate my snacks as well. What when about the juice? When they finally turn up. What Gina's juice? How do you rate Gina's juice, Adam? Well, Gina's juice was all right. I'll give it a seven. It was refreshing. So <laughs> it was actually fact it was better than I was expecting it to be. Not not as salty as I was expecting. There is one called Club Pil- Pilsen. Pilsner. Club Pilsner. That's the one. <laughs> Pilgrimer. And Pilgrimer. Um, I'd just like to point out here, Greg, that um, we've still not heard back from the Slovenian embassy. Uh, they must still the be working. They must still be working very hard at the Slovenian embassy to try and help these two idiots that do a podcast. <laughs> oh, the. Do you want to go on about the Slovenian wine competition? Oh um, yes. And then we'll let Amelia play us out. Yes. Before Sean sings us out. Yeah, we will do that. And I think, I guess we'll do it like a coming up bit, which we've already covered anyway, but we'll just do like the next episode rather than like the next 50 episodes, which will just go on and on and on. So, um, yes, we, um, before, before I get into the competition, yes, Greg, you did say that actually the Filipino embassy has not, invi- uh, not got back to us yet. We are waiting for a reply from the Filipino embassy as well as the Slovenian embassy. Again, yet to be invited to the Filipino embassy as well, but still looking forward to going to the Ugandan High Commission, hopefully sometime in May or June. So, uh, thank you very much for that. We look forward to that. Um, you might get as far as the front door, and then they'll look at both of you and go, no, you're not coming in. We will ask for Damale, personally. <laughs> I've got a number. <laughs> Um, it's 0746 <laughs> every episode you get a little bit closer to giving out our action <laughs> tune in to the last episode where I revealed the Marley's number in full <laughs> if you're a Patreon subscriber we don't actually have Patreon but you could subscribe and get the Marley's number I don't actually have the Marley's number <laughs> that she knows of so we have a competition going on on our Facebook and um, 
one way or another the post kind of messed up and we got a couple of entries and which was all cool, really cool but we've not really had much love really on the on the facebook post there greg have we so um they want me to keep the wine <laughs> i haven't drunk out of it if anyone's concerned about that so we have put a competition up that greg got the second bottle of wine uh from amazon or wherever sent the wine from uh, via Amazon to Greg um, we want to put it up as a prize um, we are actually both happy to cover the postage however much that's going to cost uh, for that person to get it sent to them as well so it is a, a completely free competition you just need to go to our Facebook page that's facebook.com forward slash the manly arms we were going to originally announce the winner in the in this episode but we are going to extend it a little bit longer Greg aren't we to see if we get some more entries so really Really do have a look and see if you want to win a bottle of Slovenian wine. Uh, if you like white wine, it's 100% for you. Or you've got a present to give to someone else that may not like Slovenian wine, may not even know where it's come from, but they'll be happy that they've got a £20 bottle of wine that we didn't pay for. So, there we go. I guess that's all you've got to do on the Facebook page itself. is just tag someone that's not already a fan of the Manly Arms, share the post as well to your Facebook page, and then just like the post. It's just three simple steps. If you don't have Facebook, if you've got Twitter or Instagram, just send us a message and we'll sort something out where you can kind of put, do it that way as well. And Adam, you cannot enter because you're a guest on the show. So, um, but, um, yeah, Greg, I guess um, before Amelia plays us out we're going to just say our next episode which was uh, we're going back to 2001 Greg we are we're going to the year 2001 yes not much has changed and we they live under the water <laughs> but we didn't live underwater then we didn't know no. busted was just a pipe dream they were just <laughs> going back to school then I was 15 in 2001 and the WWE was still called... Adam was 50 in 2001. Yeah, <laughs> and the 50. WWE was still called the WWF. Yes. And many mm. TV shows, as we found out, Greg, started in that year as well. So I think that's another thing we need to look at is TV shows and films that came out that year, um, as well as our albums that we need to break down as well. Um I believe all of them were released in 2001 if not they had a significant impact in 2001 if they were released in 2000 so we'll kind of let that, that slip as well but they, they kind of those those kind of things made a big impact on our lives in 2001 or not even in 2001 it just happened in 2001 that they actually got released so I'm really looking forward to it Greg because I've listened to all the albums on my list so all the Britney albums. Yeah, all the Britney albums. It's Britney, bitch. And, yeah, I guess we're going to leave you with Amelia after we say our goodbyes. So thank you very much, Adam, for coming on the show this uh, this time. Uh, we've had a lot of fun, a lot of technical issues, and um, a random guest of Steph as well, which we'll say goodbye to in a second. So... Thank you, Adam. Yeah, well, Apologise well, for the technical issues. I think it's important to remember that we're on our fourth episode. But, um, mm. yeah, thanks for listening, if you are, and uh, check in with us. You've got our socials. Um, DM me. Um, especially if you're an embassy. And keep checking on Evera. Keep talking. So, thanks, thanks, Adam. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Hopefully I will 
frequent the manly arms again in the near future. Yeah, we, you're bored. We... <laughs> Thank you come again. Thank you come again. <laughs> and th- thanks, Steph, for randomly joining us uh, towards the end of the episode. Welcome. Steph said, said "Welcome." And are you going to say goodbye? Alright, bye. Didn't say hi, but hi, bye. Hi, bye. Why? So, as Greg said, yeah, thank you very much. You can catch us on all our social media pages. So, that is facebook.com forward slash the manly arms, twitter.com forward slash the manly arms, instagram.com forward slash manly arms. Our email address is themanlyarms at gmail.com. And you can find nude photos of me and Greg on onlyfans.com forward slash. The man the arms. No one wants to see them. <laughs> or you can call Ryan on 0797. <laughs> two. Oh, Keep tuning no. in for the rest of his number as well. <laughs> but well, I'm joking, we don't have an OnlyFans or a Patreon. We're a free service. We're not going to charge anybody for any... For our pictures. For our pictures. So we're just going to let a media play us out and then Sean is going to say thank you very much. So I'm going to say that's, you know, that's another episode wrapped up. Time at the bar. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Up the Buccaneers. (laughs) Go Pats, go. Oh, yes. P.S. Thank you very much, Nike, for making those picks. Good boy. Bye, guys. Bye. Teen Titans Go is basically like a team of teenage superheroes that are like very goofy and fun, but at the same time they fight crime. They are cyborg. Is basically a robot. You can hear from his name, and then Robin is the leader with no superpowers, and Starfire is like the Sapphire is an alien princess who comes from a different planet but still speaks clearly in the English language and then Raven is basically like a good demon because her dad is a demon but She's raised as, raised as a good demon. It does make me want, want to watch Batman and stuff, like, when I'm a bit older. But, like, not as much... That's time at the bar. Come back for more great discussions and more international beer. The Manly Arms is now closed. See you next time.